At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the Polygon Show. I'm Smudge Richwood and I'm here with Allegra Frank. Hello. Chelsea Starr. Hello. And Ashley O. Hello. Welcome. It is the day before the 4th of July. What's everyone doing? Do you have plans? No, everyone's looking at me <laughs> silently and shaking their head as if they've forgotten that they're on a podcast. Yeah, but no is just sort of <laughs> really just ends the conversation. I feel like, like no. Why don't you July. yes and this? Yes and yes and how many hot dogs can I eat? Yes and I'm staying home all day. <laughs> I feel like Fourth of July is always hard to make plans for because we yeah. have work the day before and then the day after. Unless, unless you take that off, Friday off, which I'm not. So I am just like, hmm, mm. I don't really know if I want to go. A thir- Ham or a Thursday off. How nice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. I might be going upstate to a friend's house to have like a, a high school style house party because his parents are out of town. Wow. So <laughs> That's awesome. Parents are out of town. Get crazy. I'll get to ride a train. Very good. It's always a good day when I can ride a train. Mm. So you just wanted to talk about your plans in Bragg. How yes, you're cool and I did. get to ride a train. And now you've given me that option. So thank you, everyone, for that. Uh, now we'll talk about video games and other entertainment content, as is the subject of our podcast. We have an exciting show today. We're going to update you on Chelsea's progress with Persona 4. Uh, we're going to talk about fishing games. Remember the time when Allegra played a lot of fishing <laughs> games? It's back, baby. We're back in the, it's the fishing game renaissance here on the Polygon Show. Uh, and also we will check in with Ashley and her ongoing quest to play games and the games that will not let Ashley play them because they are difficult and that they, they, they cause her the big problems. So stay tuned for that. But first, let's talk to Chelsea about Persona 4 Golden. So you started playing this again relatively recently after your cat unfortunately passed away. Yes, it was my therapy game because I wanted something comfy and warm and safe. And I wanted to be back with my high school friends again. You know, normal. Oh, God. Your, your high school friends that you met when you were in your adulthood. Mid-30s. <laughs> Please don't say mid-30s at me. I didn't say mid <laughs> That's you projecting. I did not say mid. I'm just turning 35 in two weeks. I'm fine. Fine. Your early middle 30s. Thank you. Exactly, Simone. Thank you. Um, uh, Yes. So I'm almost done. I realized I've played over 100 hours. I'd now checked the in-game clock, and it's now been 114 hours on this game. Ah. So here was my strategy with New Game Plus, where I was like, I want to do everything that I wasn't able to do the first time which is normal in a Persona game, right, Mm -hmm. Ashley? Like, you're like, okay, I'll finish all these social links. I will do this correctly. I was so close. So I got into January, and I was like, and I made a little chart in my notes app that was like, who are all the social links left? How many days do I have left? Are they up or not? And then (laughs) literally, yes, I I made this chart. It was very 
bad. It looked terrible, but I was like, I'm going to obsessively play this and I have to play it perfectly. I have to use everything like correctly because I was like, in theory, I could do this. I was so close, you guys. I maxed out every social link except one. Oh. Um, and did you did you play Persona 4? All of it? The the younger brother of the girl who was killed. Oh, uh, I don't know that guy. Yeah. Well, you only get him <laughs> later in the game and he's just sad. I mean, oh. obviously he's sad. His his sister died and then also he lives in a shitty small town and everyone is like judging him for oh, being no. happy or not being happy. Jeez. Oh no. I know. It's like actually a lot Sounds of Sounds like he needs a friend. He needs a friend. And you know what? It's just that he was never available. Like every time I was like, "Are you ready?" and he was like, "No, I'm he's not ready. Busy. I'm not ready to progress my relationship with you." And then suddenly, the last week, he's like, well, "Why don't you we spend time together?" Um, <laughs> Persona Four has a thing where to. I wish I missed like Persona 5's text message solution was so mm-hmm. nice, but Persona Four, you stand, you're standing by the bottom of the stairs at lunch, yeah, and all of your friends are just like, you hear this music and it's like this jazzy saxophone, and all your friends are like, "Hey." You want to hang out? <laughs> I'm re- I'm ready to progress my social relationship with you. And then you have to. Ch- that's like my worst nightmare is a bachelor situation where all my friends are like standing in the lobby downstairs. They're like, "Oh, which one of us will you progress with tonight?" Mm. The worst part is um, in Golden, your characters can all get like an eleventh rank essentially. So after you max them out, anyone that you have in a party that's a playable character can gets their persona can change one more time, oh. which is a think right a feature I think they're adding into the royal when they release P5, but it's basically like, so the first day of January, all of my social link friends came up to me and are like, hey, you wanna hang out? And I'm like, I already finished your stuff. How much more growing do you have to do? Um, and so, yes, I'm I've, I've doing that. Now I'm basically on the last day, but I was like, I wanna try to perfuse every persona that I can. And so I'm trying to max out my like characters level to get till 93 so I can fuse the highest level persona which involves fusing 12 personas into one. Wow. <laughs> is this, I don't think this is healthy. I, I mean, feel like I always thought persona, like I liked the friendship dynamic of like the core group and I think they're legitimate friends, but you talking about the social links reminds me of just how transactional friendship is in this game. In all video games. I mean, yeah, it's literally like, Oh, I don't want to spend time with you anymore, friend. You still want to spend time with me because, yeah, I could rank you up, but I already maxed out my rank. There's no point in hanging out with you There's anymore. There's no point. We have already reached max friendship Allegra. There's no reason so to ever So we never need to hang out again because we are fine <laughs> and good. Your persona, Allegra's persona, which I imagine to be some kind of giant, uh, like, sad teddy bear or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, so cute. It's, but now it's reached its max length, but it has a bunch of extra satellite dishes popping out of its head and some kind oh. of new hair. <laughs> so how how do you max your relationship with that kid, that sad kid? You just keep, I mean, you just need to keep hanging out with him. He hangs out in front of his family's liquor store. Oh my God. Oh, God. So, so he wants to hang out with you just loitering in front of a liquor store? Yeah, and literally all of his interactions with him are you're like loitering outside at the liquor store or the steak stand that is oh next God. to the liquor store. <laughs> you're like you all the characters who needed your friendship. I got this every, is the one. I got everyone. I even did the fox. the The fox in Persona Four is like the weird. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like there's a shrine and it has a special fox guarding it. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's so great, and the fox can understand you. It's smart. It's <gasps> telepathic, and it howls at you and yips oh. at you. And it has a special bandana. Ooh. 
Um, <laughs> the fox is. But- I'm gonna bring my damn V. I'm putting a. Are you gonna be here? You'll be here next Wednesday because that's when we record our show. Yeah. I'm gonna make a note to bring in my stupid PS Vita. Yeah. Just take it from me. <laughs> because yeah, this 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 fox is so cute. But his like, you basically have to do favors for people around town to progress his social links because it's like he's asking for favors that are written on emas at the shrine so he's like granting helping him grant shrine wishes essentially the last one is like fishing involved allegra you have to catch the biggest fish available in the ocean wow (laughs) and it is really hard because you first you have to catch a special kind of bug and then you have to catch the biggest fish available in the river and then you show it to a guy and he's like yeah here's the deep sea fishing rod now you can catch a big fish wow is literally bigger than you and in the first game i said no thank you i'm not i hate bug catching it is a stupid part of the game that i'm glad doesn't exist in persona 5 What's uh, the biggest fish? Is that a it's called the, species? It's called the guardian of the ocean. And it's oh literally a fish that it was as tall as the protagonist <laughs> and wow. white and shiny and shivering. And I caught that motherfucker. So, um, but the best part is when you do that, the fox, like, the shrine becomes gold because you you got all this money for the shrine and now they did all these improvements and shit and it's like very fancy and amazing. Aww. It was 100% worth it to do all that shit. But Does yeah. the fox get a new bandana? No, it gets something better that I actually don't want to spoil for oh you. Oh my God, okay. Oh. <laughs> it's something better than a new bandana. What? It could be better than a new bandana. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. <gasps> oh, for big fox ears? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the big bow on its tail. Oh my God. Um, also, it's the more, the fox heals your SP in when you're in the Persona world, oh. when you're in dungeons. So, like, for oh. money. But the cheap, the more you progress the links, the cheaper it is. So that is another reason for to do it. money. Oh, yeah, for money. Wow. This girl hustling. Greedy-ass fox. <laughs> Dude, this no, fox she's hustling for the shrine. She yeah, hustling. she's got to get the shrine because doesn't want the shrine to be abandoned and shitty. Wants the shrine to be the pride of Inaba, this very small Japanese town. <sighs> that just, you know, that reminds me, and I'm shocked that the great fairy fountain in Breath of the Wild demands rupees, like, before you can you mm, know, use yeah. it. Hungry for and rupees. I was just like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you need money for? Mm. You don't leave this fountain, but they always demand money. I bet the gemstones on their outfits are actually rupees. But then, like, in the game, it, it like sounds like almost like th- she's eating them. And, like, that's, that's how she gets oh, her power. Oh, yeah. But I'm wondering, like, with this fox, like, maybe the fox doesn't consume. I feel like I see the fox putting the funds into, like, a little piggy bank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is opening a CD account. It's laddering its CD accounts <laughs> to make more interest every year. That's smart. Yeah. It's a very financially wow. wise fox. Yeah, fox investor. stock broker simulator. Fox, fox what broker. Fox broker. Oh, time to design it. Polygon Show designs games. <laughs> our publishing studio. All of our games are just full of the most mundane activities that we can think of. Yeah, it's but a that's light pun. But we're investing with money that we don't have, which is way more fun than investing with our own money, which is mm, mm, stressful. Mm. Yes, that's true. Speaking of mundane uh, activities. Uh, the game that Ashley has been playing this week and seemingly for trying to play for the last month is Cooking Simulator. What has happened to you? It's it's been so long and you, you've you've started trying to play this game and now you are playing this game, but it's still very difficult from the sounds of it. Yeah, let <laughs> me tell you my story. 
First of all, this game, uh, which is on Steam, is 20 gigabytes. It's a monster wow. of a game, considering how I think it's very buggy and kind of broken mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I had a lot of issues with uh, controller things, trying to find a mouse, and I used my PS4 controller, but then that also was like kind of buggy, and it just, it was very stressful. But then uh, I thought life would improve once I got a mouse, and I did get a mouse. Life did not improve <laughs> once I got the mouse. In fact, it was just, <laughs> It, I think, like, you know, as I was trying to describe it, Chelsea kind of said, like, <laughs> I think offhand, just like, maybe it's just a bad game. And I had never considered that, ever. I just thought that it was me the whole time because wow. I can't play video games. Um, but it's... Uh, so the game, it starts off by like strongly suggesting that you do the tutorial mode because there are a lot of like mechanics and moving parts, understandable. So I'm starting the tutorial mode and you know, it'll auto save during the tutorial mode. Mm -hmm. I don't know uh, if it auto saved um, a bug or <gasps> something that I did, but so it was like Groundhog Day because I was like, maybe this is just because of my trackpad. And uh. then I got the controller. Maybe this is just because of my controller. No. And then I got the mouse. Okay. No, this is just wrong. <laughs> Which was the first task being like, okay, here you can make your first dish, which is a baked trout with lemon. And it sounds pretty easy. I've done it now upwards of 10 times that I have the recipe memorized that I don't have to look at the fucking screen anymore because <laughs> I've had to do it so many times. I've made baked fish. I'm assuming you're making it in an oven, right? Um, yeah, but that's not the, the uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves just talking about <laughs> oh, the oven. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the oven is later. I'm First, just pointing, I'm saying anecdotally, baked yeah. fish is an easy dish for humans to make with their sure. human in hands. Real yes, life. Exactly. Sure. With their human hands. It, Chelsea brings up a very good point with your human <laughs> hands, which you don't really have in this game. So, step one, oh, no. you know, they're like, take the trout out of the fridge, and you're like, okay, cool. You get you take it out and you put it on the cutting board and then you got to season it. Seasoning it, you know, it's like, it's straightforward. It's fine. You, you get really precise with it, whatever. I'm done seasoning it. That's not the issue. Okay. How, how precise can you, you're, you're like, oh my God. Okay. So you click on the fish. So say you have dill. You have to, you can only carry one thing at a time. You click on the fish and then you get into a thing where like, then this like kind of red translucent dot comes up and you can see like where you're gonna season. Mm. So when you click, there's like a little shake and mm. it'll tell you like how many grams or like, you know, one, like one shake is like one gram of dill or whatever. So sometimes there'll be like five shakes or five grams or whatever. Sometimes if you like miss the fish a little bit, it, like it won't get on. So it gets like really fucking precise. I'm sorry, though, no. <laughs> yeah, so then that's just the start of it. That's not even the problem. The seasoning the fish was like this therapeutic part. There's a nice shh noise. And then you're like, okay, cool. And they're like, all right, now uh, you gotta put the fish in the oven for you know 90 seconds in the game and there's a timer you can do. Ooh, the step one. Ashley figures out the timer. Ashley puts on the timer because you're like, I don't want to fucking burn this fish. Mm -hmm. I did not burn the fish. You know, disclaimer, I never burn the fish. Okay? <laughs> never. Never once in my like 11 <laughs> times doing this. So I, the fish is baking. In the meantime, they're like, all right, now get a lemon wedge. And like, not a lemon wedge, I'm sorry. Get a lemon, cut it into like quarters. 
So I get the lemon. I put it on the cutting board. This is my Groundhog Day bug that I didn't realize was a bug or just me. The knife that I'm supposed to use is, okay, so the the cutting board is on, uh, imagine like a prep table, but imagine it's like a square, like in the center, there's like nothing, right? Or there's like the screens and everything. Mm -hmm. So you have this square shaped thing. Um, In the center, so you can't crouch in this game. The the knife is on the floor, like in the center. And I'm like, Click, click, click. I can't what? click. I, I I walk around. I pace furiously. I do three laps around it. And then three laps like counterclockwise for good measure, just in case I could like maybe click on it. I can't. I can't. And so it takes me a long time before I finally realize, Ashley, you can just buy another knife. But no, I'd rather circle it than buy a new knife because I'm cheap, even in-game, with money that I don't even know I have, but I'm like, I don't want to pay for another you knife. Buy no, another knife. The, the knife is only like 10 or 30 units, you know? And I'm just like, I don't want to buy another knife. It's right there. I mean, so I yeah. circle some more and I'm not getting it. And then like four games later, I'm like, Ashley, just buy another knife. So I bought another knife, finally. I mean, <laughs> this is like, we're skipping Wait, ahead so it games. always falls on the floor? Or no, like every time, like, I, like it doesn't seem like it is, but once I get to the, yeah, like I look yeah. at it and it just starts off like, on, the, on floor, the floor like inaccessible yeah I, I don't think it was supposed to be that way but because it kept and I thought that it would reset maybe if I loaded the game again that it would like reload back into the default spot it never did so we kept playing this over and over anyway get a new fucking knife and then I cut the the lemon and it's like I mean oh, Jesus I'm not even gonna fucking describe that anyway <laughs> I cut the lemon and then I take the fish out of the oven and this is the biggest problem for me because you have oh, to plate this thing and you know you're timed during this whole thing right the customers expecting it I take a plate out yeah I bought the plates beforehand in the tutorial I take the plate and it's like okay it should be easy now all you need to do is plate the fish and the lemon wedges done it's not done because I get the lemon wedges, uh, which are uneven, and then I put them on the plate. I go to the oven. I open the oven door. I take out the fish on the tray. Like, you can only pick up the tray. You go to the plate. This was my biggest hurdle here because... (laughs) Let me tell you what I tried to do the first time, which was, I was like, okay, so the only option is that you can kind of tilt the oven, like the baking sheet enough so that, you know, it would kind of roll onto the plate. Um, That that never really worked out. Okay. So either it would completely (laughs) miss the plate, fall on the floor, or I would fling it to the other side of the room because like the mouse is really sensitive and I couldn't. I mean, there was no way. I would do that, and then maybe a lemon would fall. It would be too forceful. Another time, I got creative, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. There has to be another way. So what do I do? I go to the supply thing. I buy a pair of tongs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. You think it? Okay. I buy the tongs. I go over there. This is like maybe my ninth try. I go. I take the tongs. I hover. I pick up the fish. Okay. Sounds you good. Think that's you okay. Sounds good. It sounds good. I'm ready for you, this. I cannot for the life of me it won't like grasp on. So it's like a UFO like catcher <laughs> where it like barely kind of catches onto the head and then it falls off. 
And then another, and then when I like that was really frustrating. And then maybe five minutes later, I finally get it enough so that like by its tail, it's hanging. I'm like, I'm gonna finally plate this motherfucker. I get it. And you know what fucking happens? Like I have it over, and I'm like, okay, I can't like I couldn't like drop it for some reason. It like wasn't like registering. So it was like, how do I? Can I just maybe I'll just drop it right? And I was like, maybe I'll just gently like <laughs> do a downward motion to let it go. I did, and the plate just shattered. <laughs> I just like plated this trout so hard, it just went <laughs> into like three huge pieces with the lemon wedge, and there were 10 seconds left, and I was like, oh no! That I, is not right. Then I briefly considered like getting another plate and plating the trout, and I was like, you, there are shards everywhere, and you're considering actually picking up this fucking fish that's been covered in shards. Oh my my god. I want that make that reminds me of when uh, if you've ever watched Chopped when people bring up stuff that's like covered in their blood or something. Oh no. Now I'm just but I'm now imagining uh, making like a version of Chopped where people have to play this game. This it's playing it on your own time is stressful and I thought that I was just you thought it was going to be a relaxing game. I mean, I knew it was going to be complicated, but the the type of stuff that you do in this game. Oh my god! Okay, let me talk about tomato soup. You think tomato <laughs> oh, soup is going to be oh, fucking well, you, easy? So at least you completed the trout question mark. Did I mean, you, did you I did. When I finally completed it, guess what? I served it, but no one knows that I dropped it on the floor twice, <laughs> and I never got points deducted. You can get points deducted oh. for like under or over seasoning something, or not like, if it's on yeah, the floor. and like you also get like rated on like the temperature of the dish and like presentation of the dish. I got such good marks on my baked trout that fell on the floor at least two times. <laughs> And then that was great. But then the tomato soup, the customer took off points because, quote, the volume of food was wrong because I served. (laughs) I think they wanted like 650 milliliters of soup and I gave them like 800. I don't know how much. How could you complain about that? I I was like, more bang for your buck, bitch. I gave you so much soup. But this person was like, oh, no, this is too much soup. (laughs) Excuse me. The volume of this soup is too large. Excuse me, waiter. What did she pay for the soup? Fuck if I know. How huh. many units? How many knives could you? I mean, buy? I did. I did get yes. tipped okay, but this is a problem in that there are like some disturbing post-it notes that are left everywhere in the kitchen by the quote previous owner. Oh god! And then like there was a post-it note by like the computer and like the phone that was like numbers are important ha ha and then you flip over the post-it note and they talk about how i don't know like their financial ruin from like not being able oh, to like pay attention no. it was what fucking, is this game it's really weird is there like some fucking frog fraction shit in the hidden is there like yeah, i don't is there a secret narrative i want to think so but no the mechanics of the game get in the way of any type of lore you want because you're so stressed out. And when the timer goes off, the only way to turn it on is to like pick it up and put it back down again. Oh my so God. a lot of the time, because you're already doing stuff, you will let the timer just run because you're doing other things. So it adds to the stress. And the person giving you advice and stuff looks like an animated Gordon Ramsay. I mean, it literally <laughs> looks like him. Oh no. This sound it should be something that we love because we love mundane activities, but it it seems to have gone too far. But it's not also mundane. Like, well, first I thought for the tomato soup, like because 
I, as my instinct, as someone who makes food, right? First, I tried to chop up the tomatoes and then put them in the pot. But I found out later you didn't necessarily have to because it's a video game. So when it asks for like, you know, 900 grams of tomatoes, eventually I just silently walked up to the tomato and I just took a whole tomato and I just plopped it in the pot. Here's the thing, but it, it, it chooses when it wants to be a video game and when it wants to be so freaking pedantic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because, because it's like, yeah, yeah you, you broke a plate. A on a plate. <laughs> because yeah. you drop your food on the floor and it doesn't matter, but it, you put too much adobo on it or whatever. Yeah, and the fact that like I tried to, this is actually the sh- plate shattering thing because I plated something too hard. Oh, that has happened to me multiple times. There were times where, like, I thought I put three lemon or four lemon wedges, and I looked at it, and the lemon wedge I like flung across the room because I shut the oven door too hard, so it just like flew across the room, and I was like, "What?" I got so mad, honestly, that I shut the laptop closed at least three times playing this game because I, I just. <laughs> I have a question. One last question yeah, for you. Sorry. How did you put the tomato soup in the bowl? How did I put the tomato soup in the bowl? I tipped the pot ever so gently <laughs> into the deep dish, as they called it. They wouldn't uh, let me get a the bowl. Deep dish. The deep They wouldn't let you get a bowl. Well, it's 800 milliliters. Don't even get me started when I tried to put the potatoes in the colander. Fuck it. Who measures soup Hard. in milliliters? I don't know. I'm I don't British. Even, I don't even know how many milliliters that is. Like, I just know it's almost a liter of I've soup. I've only ever ordered soup in <laughs> two amounts. Actually, and bowl. it's nearly a liter yeah, because, of soup. How because big I is couldn't, I, I was pouring the chicken stock or whatever yeah. into the pot, and then obviously it's a game, so I tried to cut it off, and then like the pot told me I had 1.5 liters of like stock in the pot, and I was like, oh. Uh-oh. So Chelsea and I are looking at our water bottles. Standard 16.9 fluid ounce water bottles, one pint. Um, and it's 500 milliliters. So, so it's like two of these water bottles you serve is how much soup you made. This much soup. No, I didn't. You serve them almost this much soup. No, I, well, it wasn't that much soup. Also, it fit in a deep plate. So, and the, deep person, dish. the person said that the temperature was perfect. I would eat that much soup. But That's you, the correct You would eat a water bottle and a half of soup. Two water yes. bottles Hot worth soup. of soup. Also, uh, two bottle, water bottles worth of soup. The person's like, this didn't have enough cayenne pepper. And I was like, bitch, this had exactly the right amount of cayenne pepper. It's not my fault. You're a bitch. You put this in a water bottle to go. Don't bring your opinions into my that kitchen. That thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All the cooking makes I want to see thirsty. if I can drink almost as much soup as Ashley made yeah. this for uh, drink. Do it while you're telling us about this bad fishing game that you played. Mm. Ah, so. <laughs> Refreshing water noises here. I, yes. So you may recall that my friend Andrew has these streams called Night Fishing. And yes. you also may recall that we haven't done one in quite some time. So there was a period in my life where we were playing many different PS1 era generally fishing games. 
And we decided to try and bring that back on Saturday. With I want to bring some context to the listeners for this. Okay. For the next however long Allegra's talking about this, know that I am looking for any opportunity to mention Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> so go on and tell us about how you're bringing that back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Now I'm actually in- interested in the story I'm oh, telling. Oh, you better not fall into my trap. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. So um, we decided to bring back night fishing, which would be like a late night Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. But we needed a new game. And he only has a PS3. And we were starting to exhaust the options. We have Sega Bass Fishing. We have Real Fishing 2. He had this game that we played briefly called like Flick Fishing or something, which was so stupid. Um, He was like, oh, learn how to play this game. But basically it has like power meter bars that like are ascribed to how hard or how quickly you're sending out your line. Like basically it's the power related to your line. So like golf swings in a video game. Yeah. That's not how fishing works. I know. Today so it's bad like mechanics day on polygon. <laughs> yeah. So it's like basically you don't want to throw your line, cast your line too hard, I guess. And then um, a fish will inevitably grab the, the, the bait and then there's the same kind of meter where it's like, oh, like you can reel it in, but don't reel it in too hard because then you'll like risk snapping the line or losing the fish. But it was so freaking easy to just like not get into the red yeah. of these power meter bars. So I was just like catching so many fish so easily. It was so boring. Like it, I felt no accomplishment. And when he looked over, he was like, oh, how are you doing? And I was like, I've caught like 40 fish. I don't know. This game sucks. And it was just like really ugly and boring. So we were like, okay, let's try a different game because this game is so bad. So we were fans of Real Fishing 2 for the PlayStation. But we decided, you know, we never played Real Fishing 1. Mm. Back where it started. Maybe we should see where it all began. So we got Real Fishing 1. Is real spelled R-E-A-L or R-E-E-L? Cool. Of course. Puns. Um, so <laughs> that this, is very important information. So the games are actually three or four years apart. So you would think that Real Fishing 1 is like a significant downgrade from Real Fishing 2. But I actually think it's better the thing is, Real Fishing 1, unlike Real Fishing 2, has voice acting. Oh. So you actually sort of know what you're doing because you, like, you walk into a cabin and they're like, oh, welcome to this fishing cabin. Like, thanks for staying. Sign your name in the guest book. And then it gives you these options of like different places to go. What, uh, where is the, what location is the cabin? They did not say. Interesting. Could you pinpoint a specific country where the cabin might be or a place? It's got to be America, baby. State? Really? (laughs) Was it like, where? Yeah. What, um, would you say, did it look like a northern state perhaps? The Rockies? South? Like Michigan? I think it could be. (laughs) We're just naming places. I feel like it would be some idyllic upstate sort of thing. New England. New England? Something like that. What about old? Boo! Boo! New England! New England cabin! (laughs) No. For some leaf peeping. I don't know, Maine? Are you making this up? I don't know. You don't leaf peeping, Maine? You leaf peeping like Vermont. Yeah. You don't even know how to peep. You don't even know what New England is. Get out of there. I've never even been to New England. I lived in New England for four years. No, 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 you didn't. (laughs) Prove it. Allegra, go back to Old England. 
I don't know where the game is set. They don't specify. The part we're most interested in is the cabin that's never mentioned and not the, the mechanics cabin. at all. You just walk into the cabin briefly. There's no. You're just in there briefly well, to look at your fish library. How is it furnished? You have a fish. Um. So it's all. It's like a wood, ca- like a lodge cabin, what's, wood lodge. What's and the furniture situation like? There's like a desk with your th- your album on it with your fish. Excuse- what kind what of desk? A, what is a fish library? <laughs> <laughs> you it's have to understand, fish. we're not as experienced as you, Allegra. <laughs> it's your album of fish photo, like your your um, ledger of all the different fish you've caught. Oh, wow. I have yeah. a news for you. So I've been trying to track down where this game takes place. Okay. I can't find it yet. But in 1998, GameSpot reviewed this game. And the deck on this article is, whether you love real fishing or not, you'll probably hate real fishing. <laughs> oh. Listen, okay. I'm not saying it's a good game. But when you go do the fishing, you're in this like photorealistic area. You have to cast your line. You can't really move your rod at all. So mm. you're kind of stuck in one place. I hate it when I can't move my rod. <laughs> you can't move it. You can move it sort of laterally, but it like not to any effect that has any bearing on what you're doing. So you just cast the line and then eventually like a fish will pull on it and then it'll go underwater and you see the fish. And it's the kind of thing where you want to reel it in, but not too hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. I know and kind of uh, you don't want to pull too hard. You got to get the right amount <laughs> of tension in your fish. Yeah. Got don't, it. Don't pull too hard don't on your rod. Don't pull too hard. And um, <laughs> so you're reeling it in. But honestly, it's like sort of vague as to how well you're doing with that. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of ascertain like, okay, when the fish is like trying to escape, slow it down or don't even like try and reel. Yeah, you got to keep it on your hook. Yeah, and you and like then, this game. And then when the fish is still, that's when you reel. But if it's fighting back, stop. When it's slowing down, reel. I don't like this game. I never caught a single freaking fish because it was impossible to win against them. Oh. They're strong. They so are you monsters. Hate games where you catch a lot of fish, but you also hate games where you catch no fish. <laughs> What's the correct <laughs> yeah. amount? So of fish? we're gonna have to find a game for you where you can catch medium fish, like maybe. She liked this game because it had voice acting. <laughs> Starving Valley, a, a fish ledger. Did it give like you a fish, fish score? Um, it probably does, but I never beat a single level, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't Allegra know. was trying to catch the first level is probably like catch these goldfish that are in this bowl. Already. It was very. <laughs> I'm sure it wouldn't have been hard if I knew what was going on. I liked Sega bass fishing. That's the correct amount of fish gathering. But there are no cabins. Not really. Yeah. In see, Sega I bass care about fishing. the cabins. Yeah, it's very I need important. The, to have I need cabins. the immersion of a fish experience. Also, yeah. I need a hat. Yes. Yeah, the oh. thing is, you're first person. There's no hat. What about? Didn't you fucking demo uh, that FF15 fishing VR game? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it, did. it lovely? I didn't like it very much. Oh. <laughs> Disappointing. It honestly was better than most of the freaking fishing games Why I played. Why did you play that then? He doesn't. Like- 
He doesn't have a PS4. The problem you is have, you Andrew. Have a PS4. Oh, I should bring my PS4 over because the problem is Andrew has a PlayStation 3. We were honestly not sure if the PSN store still works for the PlayStation 3. Does it? We, it? It does. Don't be rude. It does. But all the games that sounded good were actually for PS Vita. So he's like, let's get this one. I was like, you literally can't get this one. You also have a PS TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Allegra. It's a PS TV. The PS Vita We've where you can about stream. No, I never. I block it out because uh, I don't understand. I know. Maybe I should lend him that. <laughs> How did you bring the PS TV over? There's it's so why, many things I we could be doing. Also, why do companies call things TVs when they're actually boxes that attach TVs? Because you could play your horrible, horrible PS Apple v- TV. Yeah. PS TV. That's true. Where Those is my PlayStation and television? Think, yeah. What I would need out of a fishing game is a cool pine forest where I could set up a small camp mm-hmm. and build a fire and then cook a can of beans over the fire uh-huh. and eat it out of a tin plate and then prepare the coffee grounds uh, like my friends used to prepare when we went on our fishing trips together before the war <laughs> yeah. and then drink the coffee gra- coffee out of the pot. Um, Does strong, red- strong, good coffee. And then walk down the hill to the river where I could spend the day casting out my line and catching trout. So which Hemingway is this? <laughs> this is Nick Adams in Big Two-Hearted River. <laughs> um, wait, but doesn't does Red Dead Redemption 2 have fishing? Can you just... Oh, could, does it? Could you... Could, <gasps> seems like you could do all of these things in Red Dead Redemption 2. This is probably... That is probably the one game that would make you go through every single action of setting up a camp. Mm. Hemingway would love Red Dead Redemption. No, he would hate it because it's but a facsimile of the real thing. Thank you, Allegra, for mm. telling us about the fishing game. You're welcome. <laughs> Let me also... <laughs> I like that someone went through an episode and then continued. I really wanted to do this for you. <laughs> Allegra, let me recommend the fact that, P- that Persona 4 Golden is on the PS3. And has fishing. I do also own it. Yeah. So that's a good call. Also, the fishing in there is challenging, but doable. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing is my favorite fishing game. We should just play Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah there are like again you got Persona, you got Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley. Next, next a lot year, of fishing games though. where you can Stardew fish. Valley, oh, yeah, wait, or wait. non-fishing games where you can fish. I should mention what? Twilight Prison has very frustrating. Twilight Prison. Twilight Prison. I was like, oh shit. Twilight Princes. Twilight Prison. Twilight. That's my princess. My favorite Spin Doctor song, Twilight Princes. Never make that sound again, Ashley. Covered by Zelda Band. Covered by the guy, the Kaz. It's someone doing it on an ocarina. Yeah. God. I've seen so many ocarina covers of Cruel Angel's thesis, and I'm so mad about it. Sure. Wait, what? The, the Cruel song. Angels what? Thesis. Thesis. That's the theme theme song, song Evangelion. Yeah. Cruel Angels something. Thesis. Thesis? Thesis. Thesis. It's her thesis. Wait, Ashley is thesis? live what learning is wrong with right thesis? now. Like, like a title. Like an essay? Like yes. a college? This is the Cruel Angel and her thesis it's paper. It's her thesis. It's 2019 and this is happening right in front You're of just me. jealous because she wrote her thesis on the Cruel Angel and how this is the Shining Boy or whatever no, the, the song is. the Cruel Angel wrote the thesis. The Cruel yes. Angel wrote the thesis she possesses about Shinji. Huh. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, 
stay tuned next week to hear Ashley's secondary reaction now that once she's recovered when from Ashley her comes first reaction. back. <laughs> her face, her jaw is agape. And she's able to explain to us no. why she's so shocked. Cruel angels like possessive. Come on, you have watched an anime before. (laughs) Even Mike McWhirter, I saw him on Spotify listening to the whole (gasps) soundtrack. When? Uh, the day it came out, I didn't even know there was a soundtrack, and I saw him listening to Ray One. Busted! And I was, I took a screenshot. I was like, "Thanks for the news update, Mike." This is why I don't share my Spotify feed with anyone. Mm -hmm. He doesn't come up on my feed. Is he blocking me? How dare he! He and Chris Plant are the only people who come up on my feed. Oh, I thought you said he and Chris Plant are the only people who listen to Evangelion. (laughs) Oh no, I'm I'm sure everyone does. Um, well, I think we are, we have a hard out today, or Chelsea does. So I'm wondering if, Allegra, you could very uh, quickly tell us your reaction to Spider-Man Far From Home, your spoiler-free movie review of Spider-Man Far From oh. Home, which is out yesterday. Yes, it has been out this whole week. What? This episode is out. I was wow. going to say when this episode leaks. <laughs> when this episode <laughs> leaks online after this. Jelani, please. Holland is involved. There is a leak. Jelani is wow. about to upload it to Jelani, please leak our episode. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, yes, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home last week. As you all know, I am a diehard Spider-Man fan. I love every Spider-Man, except for the Andrew Garfield ones. But even those I lived for and died for. <laughs> Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. I love him so much. Spider-Man Homecoming is maybe my favorite Marvel movie. I'm not sure. I love it a lot. Um, So I had a lot of expectations going into Spider-Man Far From Home, which is also the first Marvel movie to take place after the events of uh, Endgame. So also there's a lot riding on it in that sense. Are you looking at pictures of Tom Holland? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Okay. No. I was like, don't be making faces about my son. No, no, no. It's definitely not. I appreciate your son. Okay. So, um... I have to say I was disappointed. <gasps> so no! I think part of it part of it is my expectations were very high. Endgame mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Homecoming I love. I mean I love Endgame too. And I just generally love Spider-Man, Zendaya, she's my girl. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. I love him as well. So I was very very excited. But the first the film just has a really weird pacing problem, I think, oh. where I think they're trying to balance, like, we want this to be kind of like a fun teen movie, but also it has to fit into this, like, very well-established Marvel formula, which is a lot heavier than this teen thing. Mm -hmm. And I think they generally do a pretty good job of weighing, like, oh, I'm a teenager with these, like, intergalactic responsibilities. (laughs) But it takes so much belaboring to get to that, to really, like, address that in an interesting Patches way. Patches was saying that they're treating it or like Disney is treating it as the sort of coda to Endgame. Like it's still part of that yeah. age of the MCU. It directly it's addresses. Like the epilogue. It's like the Harry Potter epilogue of yeah, it oh, directly, Marvel movies. Oh no. <laughs> it directly addresses Endgame and like some of the plot Which holes I suppose of Endgame. Um, I like, don't know if I want that. Everything that happens in Endgame has a direct impact on this movie. But it just was like, it was so slow going because I think they had to bear that responsibility of like, okay, everyone's wondering what life will be like now that everyone's back mm-hmm. from, you know, 
you know what happens at the end of Endgame. You know. Everything after the end of Endgame, everyone's like, okay, well, what end now? Endgame. <laughs> what now? End so, of Endgame million. <laughs> so they have to deal with that, which I think takes away a bit of this being Spider-Man's story. Mm. And the way they counterbalance that is to make it like teen hijinks, goofy. Like, I don't like school mm. vacation trip stories personally i love That's like a very specific thing to dislike <laughs> i love summer what? camp trips in anime but i but love what? summer beach stories like, in how anime many, how love many the beach school episode. vacation yeah, yeah. things have you seen i don't know like anytime an anytime there's a story where it's like oh the whole school goes to europe like that's how many how often yeah. that happens i swear i Give can't think of a one. single other example but name i bet there it. are in, others in a, in a movie or in a, a game? movie or a show in, yeah name, but like only not games name maybe. one we'll wait oh. <laughs> okay wait i think there's definitely some like okay like the freaking lizzie mcguire movie when they all go to italy what the hell is that what is that? I couldn't go anywhere in high school. I wanted to go freaking to the city. They so, wouldn't send us to the city. Is this your jealousy about? Yeah, it is so. partially my jealousy that they got to go to Prague and Venice and London. So, you got to go to Prague in college. Yeah, but not for f no reason. Do you, you know this is that you're an adult and Allegra. you can go on vacation? <laughs> they had their... Parents pay for them to go to. You bitch, you don't know that. Europe. They might have done extracurricular editing work for <laughs> Mrs. McMather after school so you? that they could afford their trip to Europe. The <laughs> issue is that it begs all these questions, and I don't want to think about these questions. Maybe they sold magazines in their neighborhood and went door to door. Polygon sent you to Japan for work. And they weren't working. You think not work? Yeah, they had to go to museums and learn. They didn't even go to museums because the whole thing is that these crazy elementals are destroying every single city, which is another wow. issue I have of like, I hate when there's just mass destruction needlessly. And in this movie, it, it is literally me. needless. Like going through Venice and destroying Venice. Oh, no, like, no, that I can't sucks. think about that. Going to like Paris and destroying Paris. No! But people love like that spectacle of like watching huge cities. Like what would it look like if, you know, like the Golden Gate Bridge snapped in half and- It's so scary to me. Well, like people love that shit. They I always know. Want, they look That is so weird. Why do people love that? Because it's exciting. It's it, the upturn of everyday life. It's- How, know, Have they forgotten when the fucking literal New York landmark actually exploded. I don't know. I have to grapple with my feelings now. Yeah. Because that did it like in Avengers, the original Avengers, when there's a big fight. It's kind of in this anonymous area of New York. And I'm like, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I, a person who flips out every time a business closes in my neighborhood. But <laughs> I can't. No, European cities? No, they're full of old buildings. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. Oh, no. Yeah, like they'd be walking Those in Venice. And they'd be like, oh, this is historical. Like, this has existed since whenever the heck. No! Destroyed. Well, World War One and Two. okay? <laughs> I mean, that happened That's... to historical cities. Yeah. A lot of Berlin a is long time ago. new. So... A lot That's of Berlin true. is new. Yeah. I mean, Without spoilers, out. though, the like the reasoning, I mean, not that I think war is a good reason for anything, but it's like all this spectacle that is completely, it's for no reason is what happens. Well, basically. how was my boy Jake? Okay, so Jake, very involved with the destruction, 
beautiful man, great beard. I was watching with Alex, who is a culture reporter, and we were both like, damn, he hot. He's so hot. He's we always been win. hot. He's so Did hot. Did you watch Jarhead? He's, no. Was he hot in that? <laughs> yes. He's I a, did not. He's, he's a, a soldier he's in a military cut. Oh, but you know I like schlubby boys. Ugh, yeah, well, sure. Um, so he was like a smart, funny, strong. He was just beautiful. So Jake was great. But the real runaway star is Zendaya as MJ, Good. who finally gets an expanded role. If you recall, she was in the first one as Michelle. And then at the end, she's like, my friends call me MJ. And they're like, what friends? And she's like... Don't worry about it because she has no friends. So did she also get snapped away and came back so she didn't age? Yeah. Everyone conveniently that. All of his actual close friends, basically. There are some people who aged. There's this like running joke where this kid that they all remember being like 12 is now their age and really hot. (laughs) And they're like, this feels weird. That sounds fun. That that was the thing that troubled me the most at the end of Endgame where they just go back to school and I'm like, what? It is weird. Um, This ruins the entire school system. Yeah. I will just quickly say, so I've also been watching Euphoria on HBO, which stars Zendaya. Mm -hmm. And she's just so good at like this effortless charm. I was reading an article that said she's not a know-it-all, she's just knowing. You know, like she comes across as just wise beyond her years in a way that's not cloying at all. Wow. And she's just like very funny and smart and quick and so endearing, especially in this movie because she got an expanded amount of screen time. So every time she's on screen, everyone was like, we love you. We've got to put a capper on this for today, but I am interested in talking about Euphoria potentially Euphoria. on a future show. It's a good show. Good it's show. A good show. It's a good show. really good show. Yeah. HBO made a good show. Wow. Amazing. Mm. Next well, week. Uh, yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Polygon Show. If you haven't yet, please do take five minutes or so to review it on Apple Podcasts or to share it out on social media uh, so that we can get more people enjoying the show with you and us. Thanks, everyone. And this has been The Polygon Show.